Josh Bell's coming back to town officially tonight with the 635 first pitch, and he'll do so somewhat triumphantly. Good morning to you. Good Friday morning. I'm Dan Kovacevic of DK Pittsburgh Sports. This is Daily Shot of Pirates. It comes your way bright and early every weekday if you're into football and or hockey. I also offer up Daily Shots of Steelers and Penguins right where you found this. Yeah, it's Pirates and Nats, and obviously not a whole heck of a lot of drama on either side as far as the teams go. But Bell will be back with 25 home runs, 80 RBIs, and a decent for him 252 average. He's having a good year, and believe me, I think the same thing you just did upon hearing those numbers, which is, that sure would look good in the Pirates lineup. Heck, he'd look like a world beater in the Pirates lineup just on the 25 homers and the 80 RBIs alone, but even the 252 average would look great in this lineup. And I'm going to repeat here, and I apologize in advance to those of you who've heard this from me for months now, but there's one trade that Ben Charrington's made since becoming the Pirates GM that I haven't been wild about. I didn't like the methodology, and I didn't like the results. And that's this one. I didn't like the methodology because it felt like the only one, really, that Charrington had no reason to make when he made it. That's the only one where I looked at it and said, he's just clearing out salary. And that's never, or I should say never, that's very, very rarely a good reason to make a trade in a non-cap league. It just doesn't make any sense. But more than that, I didn't like the return. I looked at what Will Crow had done in AAA and in the majors, and I thought, this seems like a pretty ordinary guy who will probably end up in long relief. And guess what? Will Crow has kind of looked like a pretty ordinary guy who will end up in long relief. Not even the most optimistic observer of this franchise who would have watched Crow pitch this season would say, yeah, that guy is part of the future. You just wouldn't. You look at the guys who are pitching right now in the rotation. You know, JT Brubaker, you can say that about. Bryce Wilson, I think you can say that about. Wilson and Crow are actually a little similar. Neither of them wows you with their stuff. But Wilson gets results a lot more often than not. And Wilson basically just needs to find a way how to go deeper into games. Crow's got a lot of different things to address, and he does not have exciting stuff. He's got two pitches, and everything else is just kind of an accent, and an ineffective accent at that. So no, the, the, the trade, as we're seeing it with our own eyeballs, has not been a good one. One problem, though, with this assessment... There's one player we aren't seeing with our own eyeballs. This portion of Daily Shot of Pirates 
is brought to you by North Shore Tavern, home of Steak on a Stone, home to the very best baseball-style environment to any establishment in town. Loaded with Pirates memorabilia from front to back, floor to ceiling. Mike Sukic, the owner there, has collected this stuff himself and takes a lot of pride in it. And it's not just recent. It's not like somebody just went and decorated it with whatever they found on a one-hour run through the Strip District. This is a lifetime worth of memorabilia that makes the place just a lot of fun in addition to being a tremendous eating experience. Visit North Shore Tavern across Federal Street from PNC Park. Eddie Yeen is the name of the other pitcher that the Pirates acquired. At the time of the trade, Mike Rizzo, the respected GM in Washington, commented on both Crow and Yeen. And, boy... (laughs) Mike is known as a straight shooter, but even by his standards, he made it abundantly clear that the only one of the pitchers that he regretted losing was Yeen. He described Crow pretty much the same way that I just did, and of Yeen, he said, he has big upside, big upside, and he repeated that. Talked about Yeen's really live arm talked about his arsenal, talked about his character, talked about his makeup, and talked about the fact that Yeen's 19 years old, or at least he was at the time of the trade. Charrington said almost the same things. He wasn't about to insult Crow, but just from hearing Charrington, you could tell that the Pirates were most excited about getting Yeen. And here we are now, a year later, And away from our eyeballs, Yeen is pitching in low A for Bradenton, and he's doing okay. The first thing I'll say about his performance there is that he's a year and a half younger than the average age in that league, so that's to his credit. And his numbers have been pretty good. Pretty good. Five and two record if you're into that sort of thing. A 1.33 whip, which is a little higher than it's been for him through the earlier portions of his career. Again, at much lower levels and closer to his age bracket. So he's pitching up in the age bracket. But that's not bad either. 20 games and 8 starts also looks good. 5.14 ERA doesn't look good. 68 strikeouts against 37 walks looks both good and then bad. You want to see him get a lot of Ks with a live arm. He's done that. He's averaging more than a strikeout per inning. He's also obviously not been great with the command. He has flashed that hot fastball that has everyone excited Routinely in the mid-90s, occasionally higher than that. When you watch him pitch down there, according to people who do that, he looks like he stands out. At that level, and once again, for his age, that's encouraging. But my goodness, he's a long ways off. 
Okay. He just is. And speaking only for myself here, I can't have it both ways in these trades or these analyses of these trades. I can't say to you on one hand that when the Pirates made the deal sending Starling Marte to the Diamondbacks and the pieces they got were teenagers, one of them's Leo Verpaguero and I telling you, oh, it's, it's great that they did this. The previous management never did this. They never went after high upside, high ceiling guys. And Paguero is now starting to look like a pretty big part of the future with how he's performed in Greensboro. I can't say that to you and then say, well, the Josh Bell trade is a is a total bomb because this Eddie Yeen's only 20 years old and he's going to be a long ways off. So I'm going to find a happy medium here and say that the trade so far <laughs> is not all that exciting because it isn't because Will Crow's not exciting and JB's having a really nice year for Washington. You know what? More than anything today... I'm looking forward to seeing the man. Got to know him as well as I've gotten to know any Pittsburgh athlete in recent years in his time in Pittsburgh. And it'll be nice just to have a chance to say hello and to see him swing uh, at PNC Park all over again. There. How's that? When we come back, just one question. Time for just one question, and today's J1Q comes from Dave Mergy, who asks, if in, let's say, two or three years, when the Penguins and Steelers are in rebuilds of some kind or another, do you think everyone will jump on the Pirates bandwagon, or will it only be 99% of the city asking for a friend? Dave, you sure you want your name on this? Wow! Hey, everyone, take any and all complaints and file them with Dave Mergy. This didn't come from me. No, seriously, I don't see either the Penguins or Steelers as uh, heading toward any kind of rebuilds. They don't really have that as part of their mindset. Uh, Sidney Crosby and soon Evgeny Malkin and Chris Letang are going to be signed for several years. And when you have those guys, especially near the tail end, the last thing you're going to do is ask them to partake in any kind of rebuild. The Steelers, as you just might have heard, signed TJ Watt yesterday to a record-setting contract that'll keep him in Pittsburgh for at least another five years. And I'll say the same thing there. When you have one of, if not the, best defensive players in the NFL, you're not going to say at any point, ah, let's just blow it up and start over again. So I don't think that's going to happen. However, your point is appreciated. And I do believe always, not now, not having anything to do with the other two teams in town, that the Pirates are a latent sleeping giant when it comes to filling that ballpark. Yes, they're really, really upset, angry, yeah, hatred even, of Bob Nutting. I get that. I understand it. I wrote an entire column 
for DK Pittsburgh Sports from the ballpark a couple of nights ago on that very subject. But I've also seen, as have you, as has everyone in town, that when the Pirates are, my goodness, not even, like, decent, when they're even just approaching decent, the town starts talking about them. It becomes a real thing. The Pirates aren't some expansion team. They're in their 135th year in Pittsburgh, in the National League. The feeling, the emotion that surrounds the Pirates goes back multiple generations. Do you really think, does anybody really think that that scene on the night of the blackout in 2013 was some kind of accident or a fluke? Does anyone really believe that either of the other... Oh, I'm going to have to whisper this part. That either of the other two teams in town could ever have a scene like that in Pittsburgh? Really? Really? These are the Pittsburgh Pirates. They're part of who we are as Pittsburghers. To me, it's not about a bandwagon. You're in this city. The Pirates are part of you, especially if you've been here, you know, for a decent amount of time, certainly generationally. You can get mad. We get mad at each other. It's family. You can get disappointed. You can get disgusted. You can turn off the TV. You can boycott attending the games and whatever else here. But you're stuck, man. The Pirates are part of you. They just are. And when they're good again... No, it won't be 99%, Dave. It'll be 100. It'll be 100, and there'll be no shame in it, and it won't have anything to do with the Steelers or the Penguins. That's a great question. Boy, am I glad you asked that. I appreciate that. I appreciate everybody listening to Daily Shot of Pirates. I will be back at the ballpark tonight to cover this game between the Pirates and Nationals, and after that, I'm heading out on the weekend to cover Pittsburgh's football team, whose name escapes me at the moment. (laughs) 